Blog Talk Radio. glorious good afternoon to you and yours we thank and praise God for another chance and another opportunity to share with you in the airwaves on the it's real radio talk show I am your host Elda Quaylette James and it is always 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 a true true pleasure to join with you, to share the word of God with you, to hear where, what God is doing and how he is blessing your life, as well as to share what my beautiful, beautiful co-host and I believe that God is doing and sharing in our lives. It is always, always, always good to be able to connect in God, to be able to share what God is saying and hear and and to get wise counsel. The word of God tells us in all things that we need to get understanding. And that understanding comes from wise counsel and, and the connecting of his people one with another. That's one of the things that we have truly, truly excuse me, been missing in during this time of pandemic. But we'll go into a deeper discussion in a few minutes. Prior to that, though, I want to, as always, give room and give place to my phenomenal co-host who has been with me in this journey on It's Real for over two years now, believe it or not. It has just been an incredible thing that God has been doing in both of our lives and being able to come and to share with you. So with that being said, Miss Tanya Roberts, how are you, my love, today? I'm just smiling from ear to ear, always listening to you speak positive life to my soul. It just makes me grin, and I thank God for that. It is started off a very rainy, overcast day. You heard me last week talking about how beautiful 80-something degrees it was. Yeah. Today was a little different, sis. It rained a little bit kind of chilly and cool today, but we thank God for such an awesome day today. Amen. And how are you being? Amen. You know what? I am phenomenal. I just, I I can't, I just can't get over the the blessings of God for life, literally, you know, Um, and, and you know, you and I, we discuss this so often on the show, especially in the in the salutations, the greetings of our, our listeners, just how awesome it is to be in the land of the living and how we take that so for granted. 
and, and I, I really believe this, and I think I've said it probably a few times over this past year, in light of what we have walked through um, over a year, what, last week, I believe it was, was a year since we were first introduced to this pandemic, um, and just the thought of the lives that are uh, have been lost over a half a million far over a half a million people in this country alone have lost their lives due to this virus. Forget about all the other health challenges people have succumbed to, um, the violent acts and the different other things that have gone on over this year, but just to this this virus alone, over half a million people have lost their lives. And when you when you look at things in that context and perspective and um, I think it's growing toward three million worldwide. It is just, it is amazing to me. It is literally mind blowing to me that there are so many people out there that cannot grasp the concept of just being grateful to be alive. Just to, just to be grateful to inhale and exhale, to see your loved ones, to touch them, to feel them. You know what I'm saying? To to be able to pick up a phone and call them. You know, we, we may not yeah. always be able to get together in the same room, but I know that, you know, my loved ones are still well, that they're still alive. And that's a, an extremely comforting thought. And And if we cannot take the moment just to say, Lord, thank you for life. Then how jaded are we? Seriously, how jaded are we as a people? You know? You there, sis? Yes, I do know exactly everything that you're talking about. That's what's so interesting. What has brought us into this year and how things have changed. You know, I'm a little bit different. I believe what you said about the people dying, but I believe they died with so many other different causes. They just ran us into a world of pandemic. That's another story at another time, how I feel about it. But what's so sad is, sis, that it's made you, it's not you in particular, but it's made people afraid and scared and spending and just different things that are going on is just amazing. We thank God how he allowed us to make it over. Amen. Amen. And even, you know, there's a lot of people that feel the same way you feel. But let me say this. Loss of life is loss of life. Whether it was corona, whether it was a heart attack, whether it was a stroke, whether it was a bullet wound, whether it was a knife, or whether it was a broken heart. Life, loss of life is loss of life. I uh, I agree. You know, and And, and, and when we look at it in those terms, it's like you have got to be grateful for life. Exactly. I mean, what, two weeks ago, people left home? No. How about this? A week ago, and, and I went last night and had a massage, but think about that. A week ago, you might have gotten up to go get a massage and lost your life. <laughs> you know? Amen. You, you may have been yes. walking down the street and some person just plows into you on a sidewalk and you lose your life. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not like you saying, Seth, I'm not disregarding, period. You know, whether you die, however it is, it's it's sad. And it has taken a toll over us, all of us, you know, how we connect, what we do, and our responsibilities and different things like that. So I totally, totally agree. 
with that, a loss is a loss. So I'm not disregarding that. It's just sad what our nation, what we have gone through, how we have lost, loved, and lost. It's just a sad and uh, situation to be in. So I do want to just put that out there. You're right, sis. Life is life. I'm not disregarding that. It's just so sad how they put the world in a scared position and different things. So, amen. Got you. Um, one of the reasons why I'm, I was really deep diving into that today is leading into our topic. Um, because first and foremost, if you can't appreciate just breathing, <laughs> okay, just having life, then you're going to have a really, really hard time dealing with our topic today. Because our topic today is what your mindset, your mindset within your se- season of receiving, like in, in that point in time in your life where you can you can mark the season by what God is doing for you in it. And there are so many people just like what we're talking about, just being grateful for life that haven't the discernment. My husband and I was talking about this earlier and and he was like, well, it just sounds like they're not discerning, which is so very, very true. But it's like not having not just discernment, but appreciation for God blessing you with the desires of your heart, with answered prayers, and with the, the covenant blessings that he has for you. And so often we don't know, first of all, how to discern that season of receiving, but how to receive in that season to process the fact that that's what's happening to you, that you're in a season of receiving. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about today because we, it, it, as crazy, as crazy as it may sound, there are so many people rejecting the blessings of God because they have trouble receiving. They, they have trouble with God, you are really doing this for me. God, is this really for me? Number one, and then another another point um, that I want to touch on as we we open up this discussion today is my blessing did not come in the preconceived package that I thought it would be in. Therefore, I can't really see that it is my answer prayer, that it is what God has for me. Amen. And in that, and in that, we miss our season of receiving. We talk, you hear in the body of Christ all the time talking about giving, 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 give. Give so you may receive. Press down, shaking together and running over. Show God give and man give. Into your bosom, if you give, 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 give of yourself. It's your reasonable service to be a, to give of yourself, to surrender yourself to God. It's just, you know, don't forget your tithes and offering. Don't forget to be a servant unto God. Give, 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 give. And we, we sometimes get so locked into the mindset of giving and please hear me. Okay, we do need a servant's heart. We do need to give, but there is a season 
that you reap the harvest from your giving. If it was only, if it was only about giving, then why would God put in the word about seed, time, and harvest? If you weren't going to receive a harvest from the seed that you planted, why would he have put it in the word? If you weren't going to receive an answer to your prayers, then why would he instruct you to ask for what you want in Christ's name? If there wasn't to be a time of receiving, why would we be planting? And we miss it. We get we get so caught up in the woe is me, in the trials and tribulations, in the anguish, in the anxiousness, and in the I wanted my way syndrome that we miss the blessings of God. Wow. Wow. We miss the blessings of God. And they can be right in front of your face. Oh wow. Right oh, wow. there. Yeah. And you're so busy throwing your temper tantrum because it wasn't how you thought it was going to look. It wasn't manifested in the way you thought it was going to manifest. And I said this earlier, and, and I promise you, when I said it to my husband, it was the first time that I had heard it put in these terms, so I know it was God. When we ask God for something, when we put our petition out there and we literally give it to him, we forfeit the right to dictate how it's going to be answered. You better come on. You forfeit the right to how he's going to answer it. And why do I say that? Because he's God. He's sovereign. His word has decreed and declared categorically his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So if we know that when we give something to him, then we've got to know that we have forfeited the right to dictate how we get our returns because we gave it to him. And we're to trust him for how he presents the answer for how he answers the prayer and how he packages the blessing and the process, hello, hear me, the process that we have to go through in the receiving. Think about planting a seed in the ground. When that seed is under the ground, you're doing nothing to the germination or how how that seed is forming up under the ground. You can't even see it. You just keep watering it. Right. But you can't even see it until that sprout wow. starts poking back up through the ground. And wow. then guess what? You don't determine how many leaves it's going to have, what color it is. You don't determine any of that. All you know is what you planted and you're trusting God that what comes up will be what he just dictated it to be, what he called it to be. Wow. And our mindset is so jaded with the me syndrome that I want it my way. But yet I'm telling you, Lord, I trust you. Wow, wow. I trust you. 
God has blessed our lives with people that we have rejected because they weren't packaged the way we wanted them to be packaged. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. What is your mindset in your season of receiving? Are you willing to release and say, God, and we, wait, 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 Here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We say this, but we don't mean it. God, you do it. Do it your way. I'll accept it with however you do it. And then he does it. I don't want that. That's not what I asked for. What? I don't want that. That's not what it, I know. It's supposed to look like X, Y, Z. No, it's supposed to come from that source, not this source. No, I shouldn't have to go through a process for it to materialize and and to mature. No, uh uh-uh. No, it should be right now, right now, right here, just exactly the way I said it. Oh, but you know what, Lord? I trust you. I trust you. I know your will. I know the plans that you have for me are far greater than anything I could ever imagine, but I I don't want it that Mm. way. I don't want it that way. I don't want it to Mm. look like that. I don't want it to sound like that. Serious. Do you realize how many blessings we have forfeited in our immature state of mind that God is sitting there Mm. looking at you going, really, what is your trip? Really? Mm. Because anything that he gives us is going to be far greater than anything we ask for. Because that's the God we serve. Because he's far greater than anything we can comprehend or imagine. So why were we stuck on stupid, for real? (laughs) And not really understanding or opening our eyes to say, Lord, I thank you. I not only thank you for this day, I thank you for the blessings. I thank you that you know better than I do what I need. I'm going to go here. Check this. And my husband is right next to me. So, and he's, he's listening to this. So I'm not saying anything that he's not hearing. My husband pursued me for almost 10 years. And it was just like, whatever, literally, whatever. You know, because my mind was in a totally different place. My lifestyle was in a totally different place. And he wasn't packaged the way I wanted mine to be packaged. But here we are. In total, now there's been some off and ons, but in total 34 years later, after the 10 years, okay, (laughs) after the 10 years, 34 years of ups, downs, in and out, two marriages, just celebrated 27 years on the second marriage, and he's exactly what I needed. But I could not see that back then because I had my preconceived notion of what it was I was looking for and I wanted. Powerful. I mean, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. And and then and then we have the audacity to be angry with God because he didn't answer our prayers. Like really? <laughs> really? 
it's time. It is time for a shifting in our mindset. It is time. I shared this, I believe it was last week, when I shared the testimony. I think it was on our show. I know I did it on my, my television broadcast. But, you know, just up the testimony of when, when my husband and I were divorced and I was praying for a new husband. And God was crystal clear and said, but if I give you a new one, the new one won't have in him what that one has because I put things in that one specifically for you. We, we do it with homes. I've shared my testimony about the home we were trying to buy in Florida. And I'm driving up to the home and I'm out and I'm walking around it and I'm believing God. And God allowed me to do this for almost a year. It was like nine months, okay, before he said, stop praying for that house and pray for the one I have for you. See, we get stuck on this is what I want instead of allowing God to bless us in a greater, far greater manner than we could ever imagine. And we miss it. We miss it. The car I'm driving right now, I saw a car almost identical to it, but it was it was the CTS, same year, CTS instead of the ATS, but the color. The, the cognac interior with the white exterior, exact same thing. If I had been stuck in the other one, the, the car note on the other one, same year, most of the same equipment in the one I've got, but the car note was $200 more. And God was like, okay, let me give you what you can handle. And I'm so grateful that I promise you, one week later, he led me to the car I have. And I was like, oh, man, it's just like the other one. It's a little smaller, but, hey, it's just me and my husband, and most of the time, half the time, it's just me. And you see my car. It's real cool. So it's just like, like I said, we've got to stop getting stuck in, oh, no, I got to have this one and allow God to bless us with what we need. Allow God to give us the kingdom connections that he has for us, even on the job. I've told this testimony two years ago. It was like I'm walking. I'm so sick of this mess right here. And, I mean, I was at that little breaking point where my boss could come into my presence and my disposition changed. That's where I was at. I had told one of my coworkers, listen, when I go get go to get on that plane on Thursday, this little black case I got here with this computer and stuff, I'm gonna leave it right here with you because I'm done. I'm done. And as I prayed, God said, and I'm like, because this was my prayer. So hear me now. You know, we get real religious with our prayers. We just know we're walking in faith, right? You know what, Daddy, you've always taken care of me. You have always been my source. This job is not my source. So, hey, I am way cool, and I'm walking. And he said, do you have enough faith to stay? See, when God flips the script on you, you're sitting there going, huh, what? But if we don't allow God to exercise our spirit of discernment and our faith muscle, we will miss the blessing that he's trying to get to us. So that's why I said some blessings are progressive. All blessings are not just instantaneous and we're doing the happy dance. But yet and still, it's blessings from God. Still blessings from God. 
I love it when 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 the children of Israel went up against AI. Now God done promised them victory, and they just know they got victory. They done walked around the walls of Jericho and saw them fall. And then this little little providence, AI was a small little territory, kicked their butts. And Joshua is stretched out in front of God, like just, oh, my God, how did this happen? What's going on? And all of this. And the Lord looked at me and said, get up. You got sin in the camp. Get up. Get it right. He got up. They addressed the sin. They addressed the sinners, okay, wiped it out, and then went and wiped out AI and kept it moving. And that was the last loss that you saw recorded in the book of Joshua. It's a progress. Sometimes things happen so that God can shine a light on situations that are, 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 are troublesome in your life. Situations that should not be there does not mean he's not blessing you. So we've got to get to that place of trusting him that as he blesses, he knows tomorrow and we don't. And stop, stop grumbling. That's why I said at the beginning of the show, we were, I was really bringing emphasis on the fact that we're so busy complaining about the life we have that we forget that, hey, you got life. Because I believe there's a few people that wish they still had that problem. They weren't ready to leave here. I know there's some families that wish their loved ones were still here because they weren't ready for them to go. We've got to start appreciating, appreciating what God is doing in our lives. And in the midst of that, learning, 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 how to discern what season of life you're in. Now, let me share this, and then I'm going to give the floor to you, Tanya. Part of the thing that brought this to my attention, I didn't, I didn't touch on, on some of the, the little um, corrective things that we need to, to be mindful of, but here's one that's not so much a correction, but a how do we process where we're at and what God is doing. So um, this past year of my life has been a year of discovery. And at my age, I have been over the past month, especially trying to reconcile in my mind what's going on. Literally, and it's, it's, it's not bad at all, okay? And, and God had, one of the reasons I'm doing this show is God had to point out to me it's my season of receiving, receiving the answer for prayer, receiving blessing, receiving things that um, I had, had just kind of dismissed in life. So last year, Last year, I found out who my biological father was, and, and I've shared that on the show, <laughs> and yeah, and all the, the, the craziness that went with that. But in the midst of that, and I, I was talking to my brother last week, and I had to share this with him, in the midst of that, even though I never had a desire to find him because I, I had issues with 
him just forsaking my biological mother and causing her to be in the situation she was to give me up for adoption, um, I got a bonus. And and it's amazing to me that God would bless me to find out who he was first. And in the blessing of finding out who he was, I got blessed with a brother and a sister. Um, and, And it's been a wonderful time of of getting to know them over this past year it it really hasn't and it it is so amazing that my brother he's only two three months older than I am his birthday is in July and my birthday is in October same year Um, my sister is two years older than I am our birthdays are only two days apart um, in October but she's two years older um, but it's just, it's been such a journey of discovery, and my brother and I have have developed this bond that's just really crazy. It's like we have the same fetishes, like he loves watches and shoes, as I do. He's an elder in his church, as I am. It's just been amazing, and we connect on so many different levels, and we have just phenomenal conversations with one another. And it's like, thank you, Lord. This was a bonus for me, because my brother that I had growing up, um, my father's oldest son, or only son, um, and I were never close. And I've always wanted that bond of, uh, you know, of siblings. I mean, I was cool being an only child, but I missed, you know, like you see the bonding with people. And it was like, and I never had that with my brother. And it's just like, okay, whatever. And now I have a brother that God has blessed me with, with that bonding. So that being said, now fast forward to a month ago. A month ago, I found out who my biological mother was. And that in itself has just been totally mind-blowing to me because that is a desire that I've had the majority of my life. And and I, my only, I promise you, my purpose was twofold. I had two things that I wanted um, in finding her. And the first was because I just felt that I looked like her and I just wanted to know what she looked like. And the second was I wanted to say to her, thank you. Thank you for giving me life in the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of everybody turning their back on you, in the midst of you feeling totally rejected and isolated. You didn't use a wire hanger. You didn't go to some quack in the back room, but you chose in the midst of all of that to give me life and did what you felt was best. And I am eternally grateful and you did good because I'm cool. Okay. That was my desire. So um, I found out, like I said, a month ago who she was. Um, Unfortunately, she passed away in 2017 at the age of 83. So I missed the window of being able to go and say thank you. However, um, in finding out who she was, finding family members, um, I've talked to an aunt, I've talked to a couple of cousins, um, And I found out I also had a brother from her who is one year younger than I am who did not even know I existed. That has been a process in itself. It it took a few weeks before he would even talk to me, which I understood. It's like that's a lot to say, kid. You in your 60s, you and your mother were very close. You felt you were only child because you didn't know that I even existed. And then here comes this woman out of the blue talking about, hey, I'm your big sister. You know, that's like, yeah. 
But God is so faithful. God is so faithful because once we did connect, once we once he did like come into the realization that I just wasn't some quack and yeah, I'm actually his sister, it's been a phenomenal couple of weeks. It really has. And he shared a lot with me. And one of the things that really blessed my soul, this is God, okay? This is how great God is, is um, last week we were texting back and forth. And I explained to him that the only thing I ever really wanted to do was to tell my mother, you know, thank you for giving me life that, you know, she did good because I'm good. And he said to me in, in the text, he said, trust me, right now she's sitting with tears because he said she'd cry on the drop of a dime. She's sitting with tears and she is so proud of you. She knows. This is what he said to me. And I'm just like blown away that God would even grant me that that he would even grant me that. Now, but in this past month, I've sat with, this is so surreal. I'll be 65 years old this year, and all of a sudden, I'm actually putting the pieces together of where I came from, my 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 lineage, my, you know, my DNA, all of that. And then it's like, okay, what do I do with this now? How do I process this? Like, what what am I supposed to do with this information at this point? And I had to come to, and this is just recent, like the past few days of just really thinking about it, is you process it in the spirit of gratitude. You process it because God has been faithful. And your desire to know has been answered. And then this morning I was sitting there and he just crystal clear said, it's your season of receiving. And it's just like, it's amazing how we can be blinded to what is going on. Now, I've been rejoicing and I've been grateful through it all, but I'm grateful in the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs because I trust him. But to know that I am at a specific time. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and, and then, Tanya, I promise you I'm going to be quiet and let you speak. But I was sitting at lunch with my husband, and I didn't even share this with him today, and I thought about Mother and Chris. Tam, Chris is in church, okay? Chris is at every Bible study. Chris is at Sunday service. And I thought about this sitting at the table and today, and I said, in my conversation with God, your season of receiving doesn't end when you close your eyes. This is mother's season of receiving that her baby boy, the one that was so far out there, walking in the answer of her prayers. It's just amazing to me. It's just amazing. So I wanted to do this show because I want people to get it in their mind that you have a season of receiving and don't miscarry the season. Don't miscarry the blessings because it's not wrapped up and tied up in the neat little package that you thought it would be. It didn't happen the way you thought it could. See, I could have been like, oh, wow, well, now I find out and she's dead. No, Lord, thank you, because now I'm putting the pieces together. 
my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they're like, oh, my God, oh, I look like this person. Oh, my son, my son who I'm forever, he'll be 50 this year, and I'm forever going, why are you crying? And then I find out because your mother was a crier. (laughs) She cried for everything, and she was extremely emotional. And it was like, oh, okay, Lord, so it skips a generation because I'm not that one. But it got to my son. It's like to be able to put things together is amazing. It's amazing to have family trees that are like, wow, okay. So, and and in my mother's lineage, you talk about children of the Most High. There are so many of them, and they're educators, and they're 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 professional people, and and it's just like you know, it's like wow. It's like you you can say, I, I know that a lot of my heredity is the environmental heredity of my mom that raised me, but now I'm seeing that there's DNA heredity in me that can't be ignored, <laughs> okay? And to be able to know where things come from, it's just amazing. So I just really, really, really want to say, like, don't. Don't forfeit what God is giving you because it doesn't look like you thought it would or it didn't go the way you thought it would go. But recognize the blessing that God is doing in the midst. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, girl. First, let me say you should never, when, when the Spirit of God leads you to flow in whatever it is, because I believe that someone out there needs to hear what you're saying. In so many different ways, sis. I've always, believe it or not, thought by being on on the radio or whatever, I I started off seeming like I was so um, talkative. Now I'm learning how to be a listener, and that's even greater. I'm also thanking God for my season of receiving is because I remember a time when it seemed like everybody around me was being blessed when everything on me was crashing down. And I was so in different feelings of how I felt about it. I thank God for your season of blessings. Just to hear you speak about your mother and just meeting new siblings and what you're feeling and what God is showing you, even in the midst of it all. Because I remember, sis, how mother, the one, the same one you were speaking about, took us both together in the church, in the sanctuary, we were all three there in prayer and how the Holy Spirit both filled us and, and, and we became saved at the same time. Through all your journey of what you've gone through and through my journey of my falling short and everything that I've tackled along the way, it's such a blessing to see your joy and your smiles. I don't have to be there with you right now to see the smile on your face to know what God is doing in your life. So I'm so grateful for that. You know, I too have been experiencing different things in my time. Just like you're saying, sometimes we don't realize that God put different people in our lives and it's not packaged the way we think it should be. So it's hard for us to receive. We reject it. But I thank God for his love of allowing that person, those persons to hold and hang in there with us in the midst of our struggle of not receiving 
and God keeps that blessing there. So when we finally wake up, we realize, thank you, Lord, for being so loving, so just, so kind, not to allow those things or those persons to leave me in the midst of my craziness, my stupidness. I have a really uh, dear person that I've been knowing for a long time in my life, and I began to know her, actually, you guys, um, right in the beginning of me finding Christ. I lived in projects. I was 20 years old going through a divorce and had a child, and she was living in the projects, and we lived right literally uh, a door between us, and she was one project. It was a door, and I was the other one. We met because we would wake up that Friday morning or that Saturday morning cleaning up and scrubbing and doing things, and her name was Cheryl. Well, the blessing about all this is through all my storms and my rains, we still manage to communicate and still keep in touch with each other. I can't really describe the relationship you, I would have back then said sister, I back then would have said friend, but I'll just say I thank God for um, a confidant, someone that we've gone through some of the same things together, different times, but at the same time. Well, sis, let me tell you what's interesting. She called me about a month ago and was telling me she was buying a house. And I said, I'm so excited for you and blah, 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 and didn't think anything else about it. We pray and pray that I get this house. I'm praying that you get this house. And then a couple of weeks ago, she said, she calls me on FaceTime and says, you know, I just remember the house that I'm moving into. You knew somebody named Mother Atkinson. I said, that's my godmother. She said, that's the house that I'm buying. I went, what? Oh, wow. Wow. What? You got to hear me, guys, what I'm saying to you. The last time I've ever been in this house, period, was when mother was alive. And I remember the same time coming down during my grandmother's funeral and sitting down talking to her, and she had me reading scriptures. And I was so upset because I didn't want to leave her. But my family was pressing for me to do something else. And she said, it's okay, baby, go. Well, just literally um, Friday, she calls me up on the phone, FaceTime, and she goes, I just wanted to show you my house. And she took me through a walk, FaceTime, through the house. Wow. Mm -hmm. It tripped me completely out from her living room to the dining room to the kitchen to the her master bedroom now, the other bedrooms down the hall. And I remember just seeing the bars on the windows and just everything. I remember the time she used to cry and say how Chris would bang on the bars, waking her up when he was out there and he was strung out and he didn't know what was going on. And now you just tell me today, wow, sis, you should see Chris now. That's mother's prayers coming forth. Well, you guys, it's just amazing because at the same time, God was showing me, having me walk through her house. And I've had to say to her, wow, if you couldn't have gotten any other better house, it was that Mm. one. She said, well, I found out she was a praying woman of God. I would just want you to know Mm. who she was. And she Mm. said, wow, I thought, who could better be in this house but me now? So even though, even sis, on my journey, I'm still going through some things with my children and finding out some things and just others. But I'm grateful because he's still teaching me, and I'm seeing clearer than I ever have before. 
And it's not the way that I thought it would be. My journey, my life, my whatever is not what I thought I had in mind. Again, if you really want to see God laugh, I heard, tell him the plans you have for yourself. And I believe Mm -hmm. he does laugh. So Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful, again, just to be in a place of saying, I am grateful to see people being blessed, even though it seems my world doesn't seem quite right or sometimes it seems off. I thank God for me being able to seize the moment of seeing, Lord, you are blessing me. Because just the other day when I received a raise and it disappointed me to no end and I thought to myself, how dare they? even come at me with that. you saying good things, but yet the pay is not reflecting what I thought. I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to me, I will provide. I have always been your provision. Whether you knew that or not, whether you've made a little or a lot, I've still been your provision. So like you're saying, sis, I just thank God for this moment for this season, it's not the money that I thought I probably should have been receiving. It's not the things that I thought I should be having. But he's given me comfort and strength to know he's given me knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he's still keeping me here in spite of what I've gone through. So I, too, thank God in a different way. Because I see the blessings. And you tell me that about Chris, I can smile even more when I walk through that house with Cheryl showing me and she just purchased this home. What a blessing that it is with this house and these prayers have brought forth. And I thank God for it. So I'm giving you back the floor to say thank you just for everything that you're finding out in your season. I'm so happy for you, sis. And that's true from the soul. Because I remember a time I used to say, Lord, what about me? And I'm not blah, 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 blah. And now I'm saying, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for letting me see someone else being blessed. And I'm truly excited. That's a blessing for me alone. Amen. 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 And and that's, you know what, to be honest, that's how you enter into your season of receiving. You know, is because you are you, you you leave from that place of selfishness, to put it bluntly. Um, I listened to Pastor Seneca yesterday talk about they did a a sweet sixteen celebration for Karis yesterday. She turned sixteen last week, and it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But to hear Pastor Seneca give her testimony about um before they adopted Karis, you know, and Pastor Seneca was, was you know, she, she wasn't for it. She was against it. And I, I get it. She was like, Monty was 18 years old. She was like, all she could see was her freedom. And here's this three-month-old baby and Pastor going, you know, I got to do what God told me to do. And she's going, but I don't want to start all over again. No, I'm free. <laughs> it's like, my baby is 18. Um, But in her testimony, it was so beautiful because 
she she had to come face to face with herself that her children had accepted this baby her husband had accepted this baby and she had to come face to face with herself and in coming face to face with herself she had to admit it was a spirit of selfishness she didn't want to give up her life she was just like you know it, it wasn't packaged the way that she thought that the next 18 years would be packaged or whatever. You know, it was just like, oh, no, no, no. Hey, I've had three children. One is with the Lord. The other two are grown now, so to speak. You know, they're they're past the age of accountability. And I'm not starting all over again. But she said, this is what really, really touched my heart. She said, the moment she said yes to God. The moment, and she said literally, the moment she said yes, her heart was overwhelmed with love. It was like God just needed her agreement with him, and he removed all of the emotional obstacles that were there. And she said the bond was instantaneous. The bond was instantaneous. And here we are 16 years later, and she's like, and there has been so much that God has done in her and through her because of her yes to be a blessing to somebody else, her yes to be a blessing to this little innocent baby's life. And their bond, I mean, their bond is incredible. You, I mean, you, everybody can see it, but she's got just like the moment she said yes, and and so that's why I'm saying the fact that you 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 come face to face with sometimes the selfish motives, sometimes um, it, it we can even masquerade it as self preservation. Survival. If I do this, if I let this person in, that's how I felt. I had this wall around my heart, and it was like, as far as I was concerned, it was survival mode. And it's like, if I let somebody in my heart, then I give them the ability to possibly hurt me. I'm not going to do that. But it wasn't bad mode. It was my mode. It was my selfishness. It was my, let me go even deeper, it was my inability to trust my heart to God. And that's where we have to get to. I've I've had this discussion with with ladies, true story, because of the different things that occurred in my first marriage. And the question has been, but how can you trust him again? And I had to tell them, and this was like when I was going back into marriage with the same individual, it's not about trusting him. It's about trusting God. It's about God told me it won't be the same. It was about God telling me this thing was must be. It was so beyond this brother. Because at that time, I can't tell you that I trusted him. I mean, we even had the conversation when he asked me to marry him again. It's like, my heart ain't right. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I got to trust God that he gave me a date. And by that date, that my heart will align itself with where it needs to be for me to walk down that aisle. Because if it's not, I'm not doing it. But I had to trust God. And just the same way, the same way, like Pastor Seneca said, when she said yes, that overwhelming love of her heart, when I said yes to trusting God, everything changed within me. And when I walked down that that aisle, I was overwhelmed with love inside for this man because I trust God. 
So that's the place we have to get to. We've got to get to that place of, you know what? It may not look like I thought it was going to look. It may not be what I thought I wanted. But because I overwhelmingly trust you, Lord, because I trust you, I know it's going to be all right. I know it's going to be good. I know it is good for me because, God, you would not give me anything that was not. Now, I may take some things for myself that's not good for me, but I can trust that God will never give me something that's not good for me. And as long as I stay in his presence, as long as I'm consistently asking him, is this of you? Is this for me? Is this what you desire for me? See, we got to change our language and we got to change our mindset and we got to change how we view things. That's what changes the season of receiving. That's why I said your mindset and the topic, your mindset of your season of receiving, your mindset has got to be in the place of, I'm just receiving God you have for me because Daddy, if it's not from you, I don't want it. I don't care how good it looks, how good it smells, how good it, it cha-chings. It does not matter. If it's not from you, then it's going to fail anyway. It's going to run out anyway. It's going to be good for a minute, and it's going to turn really ugly because it's not of you. And I think we all, all, every one of us have walked that path before. Oh, my God, it was just phenomenal, fantastic. And all of a sudden, it took a turn, and you were going, wait, what? Whoa, what the heck is this? Because it wasn't him. It wasn't from him. It wasn't of him. It was what we wanted. You know, he does give you the desires of your heart, but he gives them to you in a way that it will come without sorrow. The blessings of the Lord addeth no sorrow. Maketh one rich. That's the scripture. The blessings of the Lord maketh one rich and addeth no sorrow. And so that's why you can trust him. You can trust him to give you exactly what you need, when you need it, in the manner of which you need it. And it doesn't have to look like you thought it would look. But it does need to be of him. So uh, we are out of time. <laughs> but I just wanted to stress that God is still in the blessing business. He has not stopped. And I want to read you a post that I put up um, a couple of days ago. And I'm going to end it with this because I just believe that it, it's applicable for what we're talking about right now. Um Shoot, shoot, come on. Uh, hurry, hurry, hurry. Here it is. Okay. So I'm talking about covenant, you know, because um, I'm, I'm really, 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 really big on covenant as opposed to just blessings. And this is what I said. It says covenant, a binding promise of far-reaching importance in the relations between individuals, groups, and nations. As nouns, the difference between promise and covenant is that promise is an oath or affirmation, a vow, while covenant is legal. 
an agreement to do or not to do a particular thing. When we when we get a full understanding of the covenant promise of God to us, we stop chasing things and start standing on his covenant word. Genesis 17 and 7, it says, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Now, that was God's covenant to Abraham. My next statement said this, he is still our God, providing for our needs, leading and guiding our steps, healing our bodies, causing prosperity to find us, protecting us from our enemies, and loving us with an everlasting love. And my last sentence says, can I get a thank you, hallelujah, for Yahweh? God is still the same God. God is still blessing you. Get it in your mindset that your season of receiving may not be what you thought it would look like, but I promise you, if it's all God, it's all good. And to him be the glory. That's it. I love you, love you, love you, love you, Tanya. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us the way you do. I, I so appreciate you. God is, is just I glorified, you, I believe, every show. Seriously. With that being said, you guys, if Lord said the same, we will be back with you next weekend, next, uh, whenever you hear us, but next week on the same God chime, same God channel. Same God, God channel. You. We love you guys. Have a blessed one. You too, beautiful. Let's keep it real.